is Wednesday, the 14th day of September, 2022. Boy, wow. Of course, the world is still in mourning after the reasonably timely passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. But there are more pressing issues at hand, deep, penetrating issues, which are at the fore and need to be addressed. Anal beads. Strap in or strap on. This is a long open. That's right, anal beads. The world of chess has been rocked by a potential cheating scandal in which it's alleged that a player defeated a world champion by cheating. Not just any world champion, but the Magnus Carlsen who's been world champion since 2013. I first saw Magnus Carlsen and I said, oh, he's, that's a, that's a, you know, early 90s strongman, but it's not. That's Magnus von Magnussen. My bad. Uh, the alleged cheater is a 19-year-old American by the name of Hans Niemann. Hans Niemann. And word around the, uh, the, the old online chess chatter is that little Hans may have used a wireless vibrating anal bead as a means to direct him on which move to make during a tournament. Honestly, it's a shame that a game as boring and useless as chess is suddenly thrust upon the grand stage in this manner. I mean, who among us has has not used anal beads to gain an advantage against an opponent. Okay, fair enough. No one has ever done that, but that's not the point. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. But what I'm far more surprised about, and in, in, after I read an article, a single article, and the rabbit hole that I delved into, oof, I'm, I'm just far more surprised that chess is, a, is somehow a huge, quote-unquote, sport. There's actually a grand chess tour featuring multiple events around the world. Who knew? Well, seriously, who the fuck knew this? That's, that's what I would like to know. Nobody that I know knew this. Different circles, I would imagine, that, you know, the chess people and people I know are running in, right? The tournament in question here, the 2022 oof, Sinkfeld Cup. No, I'm sorry. Sinkfield Cup. S-I-N-Q-U-E Field Cup. One word, Sinkfield. I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. I'm just guessing. Not that I care. Anyway, it had a prize pool of $350,000 for a two-week tournament. I guess it's not too shabby for sitting down and pushing around pawns, but still. Uh, the cup is, is named so in honor of indexed, Index Fund Pioneer, Rick Sinkfeld, and his darling wife, Jean, who are founders of the St. Louis Chess Club, as well as the adjacent chess theme, Kingside Diner. I'm serious, this is real. I perused the menu for horribly named chess-related entrees and sadly found none. I was, I was a tad disappointed. I don't think Rick is really, you know, as big a chess fan. 
as he claims to be. Like you could have, I don't know, what could you have for like a, a chess themed menu? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think as I'm like talking and I, I'm thinking of like, uh, like queen to rook five club. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. See, that's why I'm, I should have just shut my goddamn mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but where Rick is trying hard is loving chess so much that he's pumped a ton of money into the game. And I'm calling it a game, not a sport. Fuck you, chess. Uh, he has built what some say is a world-class chess training facility at the St. Louis Chess Club. Cute. Oh, Rick and Gene also dabble in politics by sending gobs of money to that to everyone's favorite Southern nationalist nationalist slash Nazi, Josh Hawley, and by working absurdly hard to lower the state of Missouri's income tax. Seems Rick wants a cap on all earnings, all in capital letters, all. Wants it capped at 6%. And then, to make up the difference, he wants to fucking jack up the sales tax. Anyone with a brain can figure out this scheme, but I'll leave that up to you. Rick and Gene are also uh, advocates for the increase of public taxpayer funding to charter schools. Once again, anyone with a brain could figure out this scheme too, but uh, I'll leave that up to you. So remember, dear listening audience, anal beads are funny, but all anal beads are inevitably tied to rich old white guys who hate fucking poor people. Not literally fucking poor people, but they just fucking hate poor people. Get it? See where I'm going with that? No? Neither do I. This week, I'll talk about how I put the queen out to pasture along with a metric ton of weird monarchical shit. As well as the New England Patriots, unfunny comedians, bad advertising, and probably way more terrible garbage to help create background noise while you assemble cheap Imported electric fireplaces. That is a oddly specific call out. There you go. That's all right here, right now on episode 133. God. Of complaints and observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. 
think is an absolute bum. Hello, uh, once again, thank you, as always, uh, for listening to my program for some weird fucking reason. Uh, but welcome once again to the world's worst podcast. I am still your host, David. David, yeah. Uh, anyways, how are you? How are things going? At uh, the very beginning of, of the episode here, of the open, um, I you know, the, the microphone I have stinks. It's a, a unidirectional not an omni, I don't know, I always get those confused, but basically it can only record, it can't pick up anything, you know, in the general area, so if I'm talking over here, you can't really hear it, so that's, that's, and I, I tend to move my head around far too much, and, and so it, it always comes off weird and sounds stupid, maybe because, you know, it's, it's stupid. Anyways, I hope you're doing very well, hope your family's well, hope your loved ones are uh, in good hands, because I, I question your sanity if you're actually listening to this program. Mm-hmm. So the football season, the NFL football season started last week, and if you missed my season preview show, well, that's because I didn't do one. Not even really... Uh, entirely sure why. Just didn't get around to it with my um, entirely wide open schedule. So, at any rate, after week one, a big congratulations uh, go out to the Buffalo Bills, who apparently are already Super Bowl champions. And also, uh, congratulations to the New England Patriots, uh, who have locked up the number one pick because they are uh, in the minds of. Far too many people around here, the worst team on earth. So congratulations to both. Glad to see the uh, sports media finally has time-traveling capabilities. But uh, it's nice. So look, I'm going to make this brief because I got a feeling this is going to be a long fucking show. <laughs> Which sucks for you. Just, just saying. Feel free to skip it. The Patriots did look... Um, here's the thing. I, I'm not even going to say they looked bad, right? They didn't look good, but I don't think they looked nearly as bad as everyone keeps saying. They, I mean, the first drive was terrific and the, the interception in the end zone, it was not the best throw ever, but I mean, it was a, a blatant defensive pass interference. Absolutely blatant. How that got missed, I can't figure it out. We kind of figured it out as the game went on because that officiating crew was not good. So, I mean, it should have been first down, Patriots at the one. They get in. They're up 7 nothing. I mean, that changes the entire tenor of the game. Does it not? No, it absolutely does. So, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of fucked. In that, you know, the, the the general narrative is that, you know, Bill Belichick has lost it. He's got no clue. He has no idea what he's doing anymore. And look, I don't know what goes on in that room, so he very well may have, but I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I think he's 
I think he's fine, is what I think. I think, and I've, I've said this before, I think he had another plan to come into the season. I think he had, um, once he said that McDaniels could leave, I think he had people in mind, whether that was Bill O'Brien or not, I don't know. But I think he had people in mind that he wanted in certain positions, and it didn't happen for whatever reason. And so he's stuck with what he had. He had to go with guys that he had a level of trust with. Which, in my mind, if you run a business, right, where where are you going to put your uh, trust in? Somebody that you know and trust, or somebody that may or may not be able to do the job. Now, that is not to defend him for putting these trusted associates in positions where they may not succeed. And I think that's the problem. I think Joe Judge is where Joe Judge was going to be regardless. I really do. I think that he was going to be like the quarterback guy no matter what. Patricia, though, I think is the outlier. I think he was... Uh, he may have been O-line coach and, you know, whoever Bill wanted to have in uh, that didn't work out was going to be the OC or, you know, offensive assistant. So I think that's part of the problem. It, it is it entirely accurate? Who the fuck knows? Will we ever know? Probably not, because none of them are going to say anything. So I really don't, you know, I, I just think it got off to a bad start. I think from the jump, the team was fucked. I think Bill knows that full well, which is part of the reason for his sort of, you know, as the media likes to call it, excuse making. I think he was just simply, you know, stating the obvious that two plays really did them in. The interception and then the fourth and seven touchdown play. And if you listen to sports radio around here, all you hear is, well, the Dolphins weren't afraid. That's why they went for it on fourth and seven. No, they went for it on fourth and seven because of where they were in the field and because their head coach is a little bit of a loon. I don't think the Dolphins are that good. I think the Patriots' defense was pretty good. I didn't think the play calling was any better than what we saw last season. The number of times that I fucking screamed at the television last year for play calls um, was no less or no more than than the number of times that I screamed at the TV for play calls this week, last week. So I'm not seeing a major difference because it wouldn't have mattered who's calling plays. People around here are going to be pissy about it. That's just how it goes. But look, it's fucking week one. It's week one. And then all you hear is, well, I mean, it's been like that all preseason. Who the fuck cares? Why do so many people suddenly give a fuck about preseason? Why? Why? The Ravens haven't lost a preseason game in like five years. And you know what that's got them? Basically nowhere. So, you know, the year that the Lions didn't win a game, they went 4-0 in the preseason. It means literally nothing. Practices mean more. The joint practices might mean a little bit, but even that's not 
super important. But just let's settle down. If we get to week four or five, and they're 0 and 4, 0 and 5, then fucking have at it. Rip them. All of them. I just, I can't for the life of me figure out how the team doesn't improve enough to be a 9 or a 10 win team. My thought going into the season is that they would be 9 and 8 on the outside looking in when it came to the playoffs. Now, if they go 9 and 8 and Mac Jones looks better than he did last year in this new system, that's a win for me. That's a win. We we people around here really need to separate themselves from the Tom Brady era because it's over. It's gone. We've become I'm not even, I'm not going to say we because I'm not going to put myself in in the same categories a lot of the the fucking fans around here. It's an odd combination of spoiled and miserable, right? And there's no happy medium. Which makes being a fan around here an occasionally terrible experience. And that's what it's like right now. It just... We became so fucking accustomed to all four teams winning for an extended period of time. That when you finally, you know, when when you finally hit the mean and you, you come back down to earth, you can't accept the fact that this is how average, <laughs> average teams are. It's unbelievable. And you, you know, you could kind of see it coming years ago that this is where it was going to go, that once we got accustomed to winning, now it's expected, which is fine because it should be expected anyway. It's not like that anymore. Sports is a business, and the only thing that matters is turning a profit. Winning is secondary. It is absolutely 100% secondary. Look no further than your Boston Red Sox, which is a fucking disaster. Then if you look at the ratings for the Patriots last week, you can see that they've gone down. They haven't had ratings that low in 20 plus years. So, I mean, I don't know how the business portion and (laughs) decline ratings tie in together, but I just sort of got off track there. But you kind of get my point. At least I think you do. Probably not. But they go into Pittsburgh this week. <clears throat> they they will play better. I'm convinced of it. Whether or not they win, I don't know. I think what helps uh, immensely is that um, Derek Watt. No, no, not Derek Watt. The other Watt. Whichever Watt plays in fucking Pittsburgh. I don't know. I can't keep track of these fucking guys. Uh, he's hurt. So he's out. The defense, the Pittsburgh uh, defense, um, they picked off Joe Burrow four times. I think that had a lot to do with the fact that Joe Burrow hadn't practiced in God knows how long and missed pretty much all of camp with a burst appendix. So, I mean, I'm confident that they're going to play better. PJ Watt, fucking stupid. Derek Watt. Where did I get that from? What does he do? Derek Watt. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he, is he a fullback still? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He, wow, look at that. Derek Watt plays for the fucking Steelers. <laughs> that's funny. Derek Watt is the shitty Watt, brother. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think the Patriots defense will play better. They're playing against a mediocre quarterback in uh, Trubisky. And, um, I would not be surprised if they lost or if they won, like that's where I'm at with this team straight down the middle, 50, 50. If they go into Pittsburgh and win, that's awesome. Love it. Cause I mean, that's the kind of momentum that I would like to see personally going into the, uh, home opener in the following week basically being selfish. So yeah. Anyways, so that's that's my assessment of uh of the Patriots and football in general. The Bills are very good. The Rams not as good. Uh the Cowboys are fucked. They have a shitty backup because Jerry Jones Jerry Jones has no clue how to run a fucking football team. Seriously, he's a fucking dolt. Um Green Bay will be fine, even though that quarterback is a fucking... Oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers. What a fucking... He is some, He is such a piece of work, that dude. Ugh, I'm not going to talk about him. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, so there you go. I think, personally, I think you're looking at Kansas City in the AFC, and then in the NFC... It's a fucking, it's a, you may as well put all the teams in a goddamn hat and pull something out. Because it's a mess. It wouldn't shock me if a a wild card team in the NFC made it through and played in the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be whichever team kind of gets their shit together in the second half. So I could see like Philadelphia, um, Tampa, because I don't think, I really don't think Tampa's going to start well. Even I mean, they didn't really do much the other night. So, like, the Cowboys' defense isn't that great. But they managed to kind of keep it close. A lot of field goals there. So, Philly, Tampa. Um, I mean, maybe the Rams. I don't know. But... It doesn't matter who it is, because I think whoever's in the AFC is going to win this year. That's just a guess. We'll see. That went on way too long. But now I get to talk about something for even longer. And that is uh, the the dearly departed Queen Elizabeth. All right. I just took a... <laughs> I just, just took an extended uh, break in the recording, because I wanted to be sure that this next segment was uh, mostly buttoned up nicely. Now, it's going to to ramble, and it's it's not going to be overly entertaining, but I find all of this fascinating. And it's not for the... Uh, you know, oh, I, I, I like the queen or I like the monarchy. Cause that, that ain't it. That, that ain't it by any stretch. I mean, they are exceedingly fucking strange people. I mean, the whole lot of them, 
And it started last week. I started digging around, you know, the the the, the lineage, I guess you could say, you know. Um, and I it's it's just so dumb. Like it is such a like a medieval way of um. And I, and I, it's not governing because they don't have any real governing authority. So it's just a, it's just a, a medieval way of thinking. I think <laughs> that sounded stupid. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me as an American and how, uh, this country was established by defeating this same monarchy so all these people and the onion posted a fucking just a dynamite tweet uh the article was like psychologists confused by iowa woman woman um posting thank you to queen elizabeth it's like <laughs> what the fuck it's accurate So, all right, I understand, and this, this is going to offend my wife, because my wife um, finds the, uh, the monarchy to be interesting, right? And, but I find it to be interesting for completely different reasons, and it's because I think they're fucked up and weird. My wife, when the queen died, was not apoplectic, that's being a bit extreme. But she was bummed out. She was legitimately upset. Now, did it last very long? No, at least I don't think so. But over here in the, the land of milk and honey and guns, the United States of America, Queen Elizabeth is being revered and called amazing or strong or whatever and i'm confused she was born into actual fucking royalty like it's not as if it's this isn't a king ralph situation here where she was plucked from a bowling alley and fucking i don't know some wabash indiana where is wabash is that in wisconsin see i'm trying to make i'm trying to make dumb jokes and uh Indiana, fuck. Minnesota? Wabash, Minnesota. I don't even think that's where King Ralph was from. Wabasha, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, this is bad. <laughs> I told you. All right, I'm just going to stick to the script instead of ad-libbing. But listen, she was born into actual fucking royalty, and any perceived responsibility that she may have had was purely ceremonial. In other words, everything would have progressed just fine if she were simply Liz from Mayfair. Now, this is not to say that I find joy in her death, because it's that's the furthest thing from it. She still had family, even if said family is weird as fuck. I guess I'm just not understanding how broken up uh, far too many people are about this, especially Americans. If you are, you if you are. <laughs> Uh, British, and you're upset by this, fine. 
but nobody outside of the United Kingdom is like, should be broken up. Because there are numerous, numerous, and I think I mentioned this last week, numerous places on this planet that do not give a solitary fuck that she died. A, it, it's probably, you know, it's still a minority of, of, of places that are, you know, thrilled that she passed, but it's a, it's not, it's not that far off. I would say it's a 60-40 split. <laughs> I even tweeted, I'm like, what kind of fucking party were, were they going to have in the Caribbean? Because, uh, you know, half the fucking islands there are, are either currently British territories or former British territories. It's like, I mean, you, do you want to stay under the thumb of the, the, the Commonwealth? I don't know. But it just, it sort of goes to show you how most Americans have zero clue about what what the the empire, the British Empire, did around the world during her reign. Now, uh, th there's a video going going around of all the countries that broke off from the Commonwealth or from from the empire. I don't even know what the fuck the proper term is, but during her time, okay. And again, largely largely ceremonial, as she just shows up, and then they do a bunch of you know pomp and circumstance, and she leaves, and the country that she uh, left now has to fucking figure out how to manage on its own. And not a lot of them have done the, a, a great job. Let's kind of leave that aside. But she herself had no control over anything beyond what went on in her nine taxpayer-funded palaces. And then I learned this today. The, the value of the British Empire, the British monarchy, is about 35 billion pounds. I mean, it's all in trust, apparently, so you can't really, they can't do anything with it. But the queen herself, somehow, owned, uh, like, thousands upon thousands of acres in the United Kingdom. And all of it bequeathed to her, which she has now bequeathed to Charles with zero inheritance tax owed. Her personal wealth was about $500 million. So she herself, a half billion, which includes the two castles, including Balmoral, where she passed away. And I say taxpayer-funded... Oh, boy. I can't talk today. Taxpayer-funded palaces. Because as I mentioned last week, every single taxpayer in the United Kingdom contributes something to the trust that goes towards the upkeep for, you know, all of her uh, various, uh, you know, the royal family's places. The number of, and, and this was an interesting thing, the number of different jobs that people have, like working for the monarchy, the weird-ass fucking jobs. I mean, I'll touch on one later, but it's crazy. You want to, you, you think that, you think the U.S. government is is bloated? And it is. But, like, the monarchy in the U.K. is just... It's absurd. It really is absurd. But anyways, from what I read, um, you know, what she actually did wasn't really amazing or strong in any way, shape, or form. I've read a lot of disparaging things about her, how she wasn't exactly the nicest 
to a lot of folks that encountered her over the course of the 70 some odd years that she was the queen. I don't know. I, I really see Chuck bottling this whole thing and like freaking out and dying quickly. And I don't want to, again, don't want to jinx that. I've already jinxed one royal. I don't need to jinx another one. But all the shit I read about Chuck and his, and Camilla, and how he wanted to marry Camilla before he married Princess Di, the queen said no. Diana had at least some royal blood in her, so this will work. Five minutes after he fucking marries her is when she finds out about Camilla. Or even maybe it was five minutes before. I don't know. The whole thing's a fucking scandalous mess. The whole thing with her is just fucking sad. It's gross. Harry is the only one that seemed to figure out how fucked up this whole thing is. That That's what I think. So I, I started doing a deep dive, as I said, on a bunch of different things. One, hemophilia. Whoa. And that's from cousin fucking hemophilia when you're when you're sort of matching up uh chromosomes shit happens and now if you fucking get pricked by a needle your blood is spurting all over the joint hemophilia ran rampant through the uh the british monarchy and other monarchies across europe because they were marrying off queen victoria and her cousin's kids and then that just got passed down i mean there's a there's a fucking page on goddamn Wikipedia, hemophilia in the in European royalty, and you can see the tree. You can see the hemophiliac tree right there in the page. It's fucking crazy. Queen Elizabeth married her fucking cousin. I mean, does Chuck have uh, hemophilia? Who knows? Do the two kids? Who knows? You'll never hear it. Unless they happen to bleed out somehow, somewhere. The whole thing with Princess Di, though, the more they, I, I watched an interview with Harry, and he's talking about um, how he came to the decision to leave. And he made a great point. He's like, I bring a black American as my wife. And now, all of a sudden, the British media hates her. Not because they know her, but because she's a black American. Not even American, just black. And he's like, I was afraid that I was going to lose my wife the same way that I lost my mother. And it's like, holy fuck. Because she was with an Arab guy. Apparently, Queen Liz, not the biggest fan of the non-whites. That's alleged. It's hearsay. Something I've heard through the grapevine. <laughs> through the potentially racist grapevine. Fucking A. I mean, the whole thing just stinks. And poor Harry, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Meets this girl, loves this girl. He's going to choose. Okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he chose right. Honestly, I think, again, 
He's the only one that fucking gets it. But I started to look more into all the weird shit about the monarchy. And there's a ton. One thing stuck out to me stranger than the rest. And it was called the Stone of Destiny. Otherwise known as the Stone of Scone. Apparently this thing has about four different names and the claims to its origins are of course hokey as all hell. It's a 300-pound block of sandstone with no ornate features that Edward I apparently thought was of biblical origins. Stole it from Scotland, who had used it since the 9th century. And then Eddie here had it added to the wooden throne upon which the king would occasionally sit. They still have this fucking thing. And the lineage of it is is absurd as it's traveled from Syria to Egypt to Spain to Ireland to Scotland to England to Scotland to England and back to Scotland again. You confused? Because I was. It's stupid. Four kids actually stole it in 1950 and brought it to Scotland. They stole it from England, brought it to Scotland, where it sat in an abbey for more than a year before being brought back to England. And then there was an official return to Scotland in 1996, where thousands of fucking morons literally lined the streets of Edinburgh to watch this thing be moved in the back of a Land Rover. Seriously. Again, it's a fucking rock. It's literally a rock. And it's going to be moved again for King Charles' coronation so that he can sit on it or near it, apparently. I I don't know. And then from there, it's going to be moved back to the city of Scone in Scotland. It's a fucking rock. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. And once you look it up, look up the Stone of Destiny. Doesn't that sound like a cheesy ass 80s action movie? (laughs) The Stone of Destiny, starring Dolph Lundgren as King Edward I. I don't know. But there's all kinds of other shit. The first person to learn of a new young royal's arrival to the world must be the queen. How that works, I haven't the foggiest idea. But apparently that's that's the truth. No one else can know that this kid has been born until the queen has been notified. There are seven ravens that reside at the Tower of London. Yes, birds. Seven of them kept at the Tower of London as as some sort of ornamental security of some kind. Living on a diet of raw meat and bird seed biscuits. The palace has an official... Uh, royal beekeeper 
that's one of the fucking weird ass jobs I was talking about. And apparently this beekeeper had to break the news of Elizabeth's death to the roughly 30,000 bees currently on the grounds at, uh, I'm guessing it's Buckingham Palace, I don't know. Said beekeeper then tied black ribbons around the hives to symbolize her death. He literally said in the story that he he said to the bees uh, that the queen has passed, but that they're getting a new master so that so they can't go anywhere. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> they don't understand. They have no fucking clue. <laughs> you think? <laughs> now I'm thinking about like, here's this guy. He goes over to to the to the various hives and he says, pulls out a megaphone or something. I have an announcement. Attention, bees. Um, Queen Elizabeth has died. Uh, but Chuck will be uh, the king soon enough, so uh, don't go anywhere. Thank you. Then they all stop. <laughs> all the bees stop what they're doing. They all turn and look at the beekeeper. And nobody's doing anything. The bees aren't moving. They're literally frozen. <laughs> One of them, one of them says to the beekeeper, "You're fucking lying, man." Nope. Um, she was ninety six, so she's she's gone. Sorry. Back to work. I can't really think of anything else beyond that. <laughs> it's just so fucking dumb. Come on, it's so fucking stupid. Like, why do they keep the... Why on earth does this charade have to be held up? Like, there's no need for it. You do not need to hold on to the idea of the Empire when the Empire does not exist. Right? It just doesn't make any sense. And, and look... Some of the shit that they have, like the crown jewels. I did a, I did a little bit of work on the crown jewels as well. One of the very few items that survived from medieval times. Or after Oliver Cromwell. Was the, the coronation spoon. That's right, the coronation spoon. Apparently dates back to 1349. And apparently they used it to anoint a monarch with holy oil. Once confirmed the, the ruler's divinity. Because back in the day, uh, you know, the royals were divined by God to be in charge. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Which, you know, again, it's 2022. We know better. There are a couple of crowns within the crown jewels 
which cannot be viewed or filmed from above because that is the vantage point reserved for God. Hmm. Yeah. God, right. A variety of highly valued gems pilfered by the Empire from various locations across the globe. The crown jewels. The Kohinoor of India. 105 carat diamond. Sitting in the crown uh, of the Queen Mother. Along with the Timur Ruby. Both were stolen at the same time. Well, maybe not stolen, but pilfered. Uh, the Timur Ruby. Currently in a necklace that hasn't been worn since 1911. They came out of India as part of an alleged treaty. The Great Star of Africa. Currently at the top of the sovereign scepter with cross taken from South Africa via uh, an agreement with the earliest apartheid era leaders of the country. In the oldest of the lot, St. Edward's Sapphire came from Asia, potentially either Afghanistan or Sri Lanka, and is currently part of the imperial state crown. That one was actually buried with King Edward the Confessor, a.k.a. St. Edward. But then they dug him up about 100 years after he died and, and took it back, apparently. That is just, you know, a handful of the crown jewels. Which are, again, strictly ornamental. Yet have, like, deep-rooted meaning to... Uh, you know, different cultures across the planet that the Empire deemed, uh, you know, who, who gives a fuck? It's pretty. It's coming back. We're going to put it on one of these crowns. For what? What? It's really fucking stupid. Heathrow Airport in London, the major airport in the entire kingdom, Canceled flights from 1.50 p.m. to 3.40 p.m. today. Uh, what's today? Wednesday. So as to not disturb the coffin procession. It's, it's just... It's unbelievable to me. Once they put her in a coffin, I don't even know what, I'm guessing in the palace somewhere. They're expecting roughly 400,000 people to see the queen lying in state. Mourners may have to queue for up to 30 hours. 30. 30 hours. And there are going to be stewards on hand to manage the crowd. And they have been told to watch for elderly strugglers. Like, they're literally expecting people to be physically ill, uh, dying of thirst, dying of hunger, waiting to see the queen lying in state. I don't understand any of this. And a good quote from, a, from Monty Python. Shared by um, 
Twitter friend, uh, the the uh, shout out to the Carnival uh, Personnel Podcast for sharing this. If you if you're looking for a new podcast, um, better than this one, check out Carnival Personnel. It's kind of funny. I enjoy it. Uh, quote: Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. End quote. <laughs> when King Arthur comes upon the uh, the two people digging in the fucking uh, swamp, uh, not the swamp, but digging in the ground, it's, it's very funny. Go find that. So I, I find the whole thing uh, to be incredibly strange. And again. Harry seems to be the only one who's figured out how fucked up this whole thing is. And the more I, I read about Harry and hear from Harry, um, the more I think he is the most normal of the bunch. Like uh, Prince Bill there, I mean, he that kid's fucking hairline is worse than mine, so that's good. Um, but his wife there, Catherine... Sup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I, I actually, I, I could have gone, I could have gone deeper into this, but I really don't want to. Because it's just, it's a never-ending stream of shit. Like, I, I, I was reading about Queen Elizabeth's uncle, I think it was like Edward VII. What a fucking... He abdicated. He abdicated the throne so that he could marry this woman who was apparently uh, because he was getting divorced, I guess. I don't know. I didn't read that far into that part. I just learned that he was a Nazi sympathizer and that he was basically banished to the Bahamas so that he didn't cause any trouble to Winston Churchill. It's like, what the fuck? Apparently his wife uh, was banging like some German chancellor and she was uh, thought to be giving state secrets to the Germans through this guy's cock or something. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I typically don't drink anything other than water. I'm drinking like an energy drink now, one of those Celsius things. Terrific. What if the queen ever had a Celsius <laughs> or a Red Bull? <laughs> That's not funny, Dave. All right, moving on. So yeah, that went on way too fucking long. I hope you got... If you didn't fast forward through the whole thing, I hope you got something out of it, meaning you heard something that you hadn't heard before. So, you know, we're, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to force learning on you if you listen to the program. <laughs> We're going to find shit every week. Not really. It's bullshit because I'm an idiot. But um, we're going to find something every week that um, <laughs> that you didn't know before. Fingers crossed. All right. Uh, I do have a voicemail this week that, uh, quite frankly, is very strange. Uh, it is from my, my old buddy, Mike. Uh, who called in last week and shared the, uh, the the fairly ridiculous bumper sticker on the on the back of a uh, pickup truck? Uh, if you can't feed them, don't breed them. Uh, that sticker, 
sure if you listened, you remember how stupid that is. But, but he calls back with a uh, a bit of a follow up, and he shared something with me that I had never seen before, and uh, I'm a tad taken aback by it. So, here's Mike. Hey, Dave, it's your good pal. Mike, uh, getting back to you here about that uh, old black pickup truck last week uh, with the nice bumper sticker or window sticker, um, uh, can't feed them, don't breed them. So contrary to what you might think, there actually were no other stickers on the, on the truck. It was just your normal, wasn't a big one, wasn't a little truck. It was just a regular standard-sized truck, and that's the only thing it had, um, something, something to chew on because that – you know, that's the only thing this guy has here, uh, is to send that message. Wanted to share something else I came across on Instagram um, to see what your take is. So I found this guy. His name is uh, Sam Barsky, B-A-R-S-K-Y. Um, you can't make this stuff up. So this guy, he's like uh, 50s maybe. Um, goofy guy and he's got like hundreds of thousands of followers and all this guy does is he knits. He's a, he's a big knitter. Uh, he will knit sweaters of places and then he will go to those places wearing the sweater. And, you know, he says, Oh, um, here I am at Rehoboth Beach in Maryland wearing my Rehoboth Beach, um, sweater uh not a green screen and he almost seems like he's mentally handicapped uh, but you know here's a guy who's just says it like it is and knits loves knitting and he goes out and he takes pictures in front of the places he knits um he makes t-shirts he'll knit a sweater and then he'll sell the t-shirt of that sweater so he's got one up there now. It's it's a burgundy T-shirt with mushrooms on it. <laughs> and you can go to his website and buy the T-shirt of the sweater with mushrooms on it. Um, I hit the follow button. Something about the guy. I don't know what it is. I want to see what you think. But um, so I talked to uh, my mom, who's a big knitter, <laughs> showed her a video, and she said <laughs> – I think I've seen that guy before. He's like a pedophile or something. Uh, anyway, Sam Barsky Knitter. Um, he's the man. All right, so thank you uh, for the clarification on the regular standard truck. <laughs> All right, so I, I did a little deep dive on the, not It's not a deep dive. I literally just typed in Sam Barsky, B-A-R-S-K-Y, Sam Barsky, on uh, Instagram. And he has, um, he, the man has 145,000 followers. And basically he just, like Mike says, he just knits sweaters and, um, like, goes to places like, goes to the places that that have inspired him to uh, to write uh, to write uh, 
inspired him to to create a uh, a sweater. He also does uh, like uh, his own personal uh, cameos, basically, where you just pay you essentially pay him to make a video, <laughs> and the pictures are just. I, I don't know what to make of this guy. I can't figure him out. Sam Barsky. The pictures are of him wearing the sweaters. And uh, a person who I'm going to assume is his wife. In a bunch of these pictures. And uh, Sam has an unfortunate hairline. Um, he is a, a bit of a... You know, he's not morbidly obese, but, you know, he's a he's a thick fella. With equally his thick glasses. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I can't, I cannot believe, but he looks so fucking genuinely happy. Looks like a fucking incredibly happy guy. From just knitting weird ass sweaters. Oh my God, this is, this is ridiculous. I guess I could kind of understand uh, how uh, Mike's mother would say that he might be a pedophile. But I don't think he's a pedophile. I just think he's... You know what he probably is? He's probably on the spectrum somewhere, if I had to guess. And his thing is knitting. So, yeah, wow. I mean, there's really not much more to that voicemail or this, this guy. He's just a weird guy that knits sweaters, and apparently he's been doing it for 22 years. He has pictures of him with these sweaters going back to 2000. My God. You know what? It's rather wholesome. And he's got <laughs> he's got links to, like, all the various... Uh, news stories that have been about him. It's a little much, Sam. Well, now I gotta follow the guy, Sam Barsky, the sweater guy. Uh, if you're on the if you're on the gram, check it out. It's fucking weird. <laughs> And as it is Wednesday, it is time for everyone's f most favorite part of the program, the end. And it's time for three gripes, but today it is four gripes. Four, I have four gripes. And quite frankly, I had to narrow that down. I had a handful of gripes. I have something that I'm saving for next week on uh, corporate stupidity which is a favorite topic of mine. But I'm going to be saving that for next week. And as an added bonus, I hope uh, next week to have a uh, friend of the show, Evan Glasser, on, my uh, dear Australian buddy, who um, I find to be one of the more fascinating people I've ever met in my life. So looking forward to 
hopefully not fucking up uh, the audio and having him on and talking about probably some serious shit and some non-serious shit and uh, just always good conversation with that guy. I love him to death. He's a good man. So, where was I? All right. Gripe number one, antique cars. Enough already. This came up the other day as I am trying to go to Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, I get stuck behind a line of what looked like, I I would say about 10 to 15 Model A's, a couple of Model T's in there. And the other reason I really thought about it is because as I'm sitting in traffic, I am choking on exhaust fumes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't see any trucks in front of me. And it was finally, as we kind of took a turn, ah, there it is, a line of ancient people driving ancient cars. I understand the, the appeal to a point. Okay, I understand that, you know, it's kind of cool to have, you know, something old like that. It's kind of cool to to look at them. But what's not cool is driving in traffic (laughs) in a uh, very busy road when, you know, I'm sitting at a fucking stoplight. All I need to and I'm trying to I want to take a a right turn into uh, the Dunkin Donuts parking lot. And it took. I would say at least three cycles of the light changing before I got there. And I wasn't even that far behind. But basically, all these fucking cars, you know, it's not as if they, uh, you know, just hammer the gas and go. There's a lot of work involved with these fucking things. One, the timing of the driver isn't exactly all there. And two, the timing of the vehicle is a tad slow as well. So they're just fucking holding up the line, spewing out exhaust all day. Just enough. If you want to drive those things, you should have to drive them like on back roads, all right? This this was not a back road. That was weird. Hmm. Sounded like somebody just crashed somewhere in front of the house. Hopefully not. Um, but you know, see, I lost my fucking train of thought. Fucking motorcycle assholes. Fuck you. Gripe, gripe one A, motorcycles. I fucking can't stand them. Gripe one B, motorcycle drivers. Fuck you. Nobody cares about the stupid noise that your stupid bicycle makes. Fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, at least I don't have to breathe in diesel fumes from the fucking motorcycles. It's so like, just so fucking stupid. <laughs> Oh, this show is so bad. Gripe number two, cutting yourself while shaving. I have like this, I I shouldn't say one, two spots on my face that not every time I shave, but a lot of times when I shave, uh, I I manage to to cut myself in the same fucking spots. One is on my neck and the other one is like um, by my nose on the right side of my face, Um, you know, in between the the lip and the and the nose, but above the stash, so it's noticeable to me and maybe anyone else. I don't really care, but it's noticeable to me. The other day, I fucking cut it, 
you you would have thought that I managed to fucking hack off a limb. It, it just would not stop bleeding. It just fucking kept going. Have, have we not progressed enough as a society where we can't design something that isn't going to slice my face off? I shave maybe, maybe twice a week, tops. I've had a beard for a long time because I hate fucking shaving. I hate it. I've always hated it. Never liked it. In, if I was smart enough when I was younger, when I started shaving, I would have grown the beard years ago. But I didn't. Because I'm an idiot. And I had a fucking boot brush on my chin for a long time. But man, oh man, that is up there with one of the bigger inconveniences of, of, of life. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. It's not true. It's it's a fucking minor inconvenience, but of one of the bigger minor inconveniences. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Um, it is just not. It's not ideal, um, and I I don't particularly care for it, especially when you cut it real good and it's it just fucking won't stop bleeding. And there isn't like you can't put a bandage there, so you have to be the douchebag that's walking around with a fucking dab of toilet paper on your face, which. Quite frankly, it's just oh man, another thing that is just really dumb. We have to come up with something better. And I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's products available. But fuck off. Just make me a fucking razor that isn't going to hack my face to shreds. <laughs> Gripe number three, bad comedians. Now, <clears throat> I went uh, with friends to see Jim Norton the other night, and Jim Norton was fucking fantastic. Uh, the guy that opened for him, Cameron, Dan Smith. Dan Smith was his name. Also very good. Uh, he lives in Worcester. I'm sorry. At least he said, I think he said he's from Worcester. Either way, very funny guy. I enjoyed Dan Smith. The person who was the like host for the evening, this woman was not funny. And I I will never say uh, that she sucks or that she didn't belong there or anything like that. I'll never say that because it takes a certain someone uh, to get up on stage in front of a bunch of people and, and do anything. So she gets she gets my applause for doing it. It ends there because she was not funny. Like, she was really not funny. And I felt, I feel bad talking about it. Okay, I, I only kind of feel bad talking about it. But good Lord, ma'am. I mean, I don't know what it is about female comics, right? Some of them are exceptionally good. I've seen a handful of local female comedians that are funny and that you enjoy it and they don't have to, you know, just talk about being a whore or something like that. You know what I mean? And some of them do, but whatever you got to do, it works. But it just seems that I've seen, and I shouldn't, you know what though? I've seen a ton of bad male comics too. So it's not as if it's a strictly female thing. It just seems that the ones that stick out and I got it. It's such a fucking dumb sexist thing to say. And I fully admit that. Um, but man, 
All right, let's get specific. <laughs> Maybe it's just the comedy itself. Maybe, all right, that's what it is. Because there are some female comics who are exceptionally popular for reasons that I cannot fathom. There is nothing less funny to me than the female comic whose entire fucking bit is like whipping on how dumb her husband is. It what you know, and it's probably not accurate. Her husband's probably not dumb. It's probably just it's easy shtick. But I fucking hate it. It just comes off so lazy to me, you know. And because if a dude went up there and said how fucking dumb his wife was, oh, he would last like two shows, and that would be the end of it. But this this particular woman the other night. She made a joke about, you know, putting a donut on her husband's cock. And it's like, it's, it's, it's not funny. <laughs> I think it's funnier when you say it's not funny. Or at least it is to me. I just, I don't know. But here's, here's the real point, okay? When you're doing that, and I don't, you know, I only know, <laughs> I only know one comic and he claims to not be a comic. So I don't really know comics, but how often are these people told, Hey, you suck, but not in a way that is like demeaning, but in like a crit, like a critical, Hey, I don't think you should be doing this anymore. I would hope. And I would think that it happens more often than I believe it would. But based on some of these people that I... And it's always like the host of the show that, that's always like this. And I don't know. Maybe, they just, maybe they're just not into it as much. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but I would just love to know how often are, are they told that they're just not that good? Hey, I don't think this is for you. And then maybe it's like, maybe you should just be the host of, of shows. <laughs> maybe you should just find one uh, location and be the host for all the shows. Which, I don't know, maybe that is a gig. Who knows? That's a pretty good gig, if you ask me. I wouldn't mind being the host uh, at, at just one location, just sort of introducing people and telling one joke between sets. That'd be great. The problem is I'm not funny, so it's kind of fucked that up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And and, and again, I, I said bad comedians, but it's not. I don't know. I'm I'm clearly trying to couch this thing to not sound like a douche, but I think I've already sounded enough like a douche. <laughs> Anyways, uh, special, um. Gripe number four. Now, the only reason there's a fourth gripe today is because of a story that came out uh, yesterday, apparently, and then was tweeted about uh, overnight, or at least late, you know, yesterday evening. Uh, Brett Favre. Do you remember Brett Favre? Former um, Green Bay Packer, Minnesota Viking, New York Jet quarterback. Um Good, good player. The gunslinger, if you will. Yeah. From, you know, backwoods, fucking Mississippi. Uh, you know, spoke with a drawl, sent pictures of his cock to people. 
Um, you know, it was addicted to pills. That Brett Favre, remember him? Well, it turns out Brett Favre, um, you know, is a bigger scumbag than than most people probably already assumed. The story goes that a number of years ago, uh, Brett Favre was uh, engaged in conversation with um, the former governor of Mississippi. And apparently he was trying to build a volleyball center, which, again, I don't fucking understand why Brett Favre would be building a volleyball center, but basically he was communicating with the governors, like, uh, I don't know, communications specialists or or somebody, communicating with someone, and somehow the text messages were revealed. Who is this person? Who are you? Oh, boy. Anyways, so the text messages show Brett Favre asking this woman, quote, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much, end quote? Apparently he was asking her for for money to build this fucking volleyball center. Seems Brett's daughter played volleyball at the University of Southern Mississippi, where he also went to school. But basically, the story goes that um, he was in conversation with um, the director of a a nonprofit by the name of Nancy New, was her name, who was also a friend of the wife of the governor of Mississippi at the time, Phil Bryant. What ended up happening is that uh, they all sort of, you know, got together to write a um, a proposal that would be approved and take $5 million of the state's welfare funds to build the volleyball stadium. And of course, Brett was, uh, he received most of the credit for raising funds to construct the facility. But now there's a giant scandal within the state of Mississippi involving the former governor and that in uh, this Nancy new person who whose nonprofit was basically in charge of spending tens of millions of dollars in welfare money outside of public view so they took money intended for people who really fucking needed it and spent it in a variety of places that had no benefit to the people that actually needed it ie the five to six million dollar new volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi. All told, they misspent at least seventy-seven million dollars. At least. Nancy New pleaded guilty to thirteen felony counts. Other people are still awaiting trial, but neither the former governor Phil Bryant nor the great Brett Favre have been charged with any crime. The current uh, governor of Mississippi, who is also a piece of shit, his name is Tate Reeves. And apparently he fired the attorney who was bringing the state's case when he tried to subpoena documents related to this stadium. The whole thing is fucking foul. 
foul. And this motherfucker, Brett Favre, is, is just... Look, the guy's a piece of shit, okay? Wrangler uh, commercials, be damned. He's a piece of shit. And it's it's people like him that are pieces of shit. Where here's this money intended for the poor people that are on welfare in Mississippi. Mississippi, mind you, is the poorest state in the country. The poorest. The, the, the numbers that I saw is apparently for every dollar that they output... They get it. They get about two dollars and fifty cents in government um, benefits. That's how poor they are. But clearly, they're just taking the money and spending it on shit that has nothing to do with the people who need it. If you're at all familiar with what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, where they have no fucking water, it's like Flint, Michigan. Same, very similar, except um, clearly dirtier because who knows how much money that was intended uh, to to fix the water problem in Jackson when the the mayor of Jackson also a fucking sleaze ball don't don't think that uh you know he's somehow uh not not privy to to being a fucking piece of shit but he's a piece of shit it just really it fucking pisses me off that that people in power still get away with like the only person who's really going to get in tr- any trouble is this Nancy New person cuz she's going to jail but i mean she's she is fucking uh dropping all kinds of fucking breadcrumbs all over the place as part of her plea agreement and now she's saying that apparently this former governor directed her to make the payments The whole thing smells. It's just, it, it's sad. It's so fucking sad that, you know, the way that, you know, the, the poor are treated in this country, and I've said this a thousand times, the only thing that fucking, the American dream has nothing to do with, like, living a good life. It's about, you know, reigning in as much fucking power for yourself as you can. That's it. It's awful. And it, it just, it, it never ends. Because you're all, it's it's almost as if there's something like this every fucking week. Defrauding the government, defrauding God knows what. $77 million at least. Like, it's a fucking shame. It's, it's awful. And I hope that no one... Uh, that is listening to this program uh, ever has to be put in a position where they have to hold their hand out. I really hope that's the case. Because, because if you know, if it's if it's not, you do have to go and and you know beg for your dinner. You're fucked because you're going to be looked upon by most people as being less than human or not worthy or whatever. And it's because of people like fucking Phil Bryant. Nancy New and fucking Brett Favre. That's all for the program. I could go on and on about Brett Favre, but you know I'm not going to. 
cool thing is uh, Jen Sturger, Sturger, who was the uh, the masseuse or the chief, I can't remember what exactly she was, but the recipient of the photo of Brett Favre and his cock uh, tweeted out, um, oh, now you care about his text messages in reference to the media. I got a kick out of that. That was funny. So kudos to Jen Sturger or Sturger. I'm, t- I'm sorry. <laughs> I never could figure out her name. Uh, but that's all for the show. Listen, this has been a long one. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, the Queen took up a lot of my time. And I felt that I needed to uh, slightly defend myself for uh, possibly, uh, you know, being the fucking last straw, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> the timing was just perfect. <laughs> so sorry. Don't mean anything by it. Sorry, Queen. Um, like I said, hopefully next week we'll have a guest. Hopefully, um, you know, I'm trying to get this locked up with Evan for, for next week. Hopefully we'll have him on and talk about some stuff. Uh, if you want to call in 617-657-4736, call in, leave a voicemail, talk about whatever you want. Is there some other fucking weirdo on Instagram that you want to share? Uh, you know, feel free. What's the name? Sam Barsky. <laughs> uh, go to my Twitter page at complaints pod. I don't think my Twitter page is that bad. You know, it's funny. I complained about LinkedIn on Twitter the other day, uh, because my, my complaint was that, um, there were, there are people that just fucking like and comment on everything on LinkedIn and it's annoying. And then somebody says to me, how's that any different than what you do here? Meaning Twitter. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Twitter and LinkedIn are not the same thing. Twitter is just free-flowing bullshit. LinkedIn is supposed to be a, you know, a, a work site, a career site. Weird. I don't know. Uh, at Complaints Pod. You can uh, go to At Complaints Pod on Instagram. When you go into follow Sam Barsky, follow me, At Complaints Pod. Uh, I have a YouTube page, but don't do anything with it. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I have a TikTok page at Complaints Talk T O K that uh, have a good idea, but I think I think that idea is passed. So <laughs> I have a tab on my desktop that like how to make a TikTok basically. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> what else? Um, yeah, if you want to be on the show, let me know. If you want to send me an email, show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. You can go to the website. There's nothing there. I haven't written a blog in forever. And uh, that's it. I have, uh, fingers crossed that, you know, that there's some, uh, some, some job news coming. I'm not entirely certain. You know, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I had a second interview that uh, I thought went pretty well with the company. So we'll see. That may... You know, if something does come to fruition, it may impact the show in some way. I might have to either, you know, shut it down or take a hiatus or whatever, depending on how things play out. But we shall see. And um, I think that's it. But listen, as always, please, I ask uh, that you uh, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Uh, Please tell your friends about the program. And uh, Godspeed. Ta-ta.